and welcome to our episode one. Thank you so much for being here. While I am super excited to introduce you to our content partners and our whole community of specialists that are chomping at the bit to bring you resources and tools for all my campus leaders. In this episode, I'll introduce you to the executives of Responsive Learning. I really want you all to get to know who RL is, why we care so much for campus leaders, educators, and students, where we've come from, and really just what makes us tick. So in this episode, I sit down with Greg Steele, Pat Fox, and Tommy Tinajero as we explore the history, future, and the passion of responsive learning. Let's dive in. Greg, Pat, and Tommy, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Go for it, Greg. Sure. <laughs> so um, my name is Greg Steele, and Pat and I, oh gosh, what was it, about 15 years ago, uh, had a uh, uh, mutual friend, um, uh, Kay Carr, that uh, was a retired superintendent had served on all kinds of state boards had been appointed uh had been appointed by then uh governor uh George Bush and to a to a technical committee and had served at that state board level and uh just an amazing lady who really had a passion and a vision to love kids through loving teachers if you serve teachers and really help them support them then you're also loving kids and that was deep on our heart we just she had this vision of being able to use technology to help and support and love teachers which would then in turn love those kids and we um it just rang true with us we were like you know what that is work worth doing that's a business that uh you know we can employ people to who have like hearts and passion for serving uh, teachers and serving, uh, helping education be as top quality as it can, especially in rural areas where maybe you don't get to always hear the greatest uh, speaker because you're just on the, you're not on the list. You don't make it sometimes. So bringing every teacher the opportunity to hear from some of the very best uh, professional uh, professionals who have, hey, this is a great technique. Let's love our kids this way, and that was just super exciting. And we, um, I had, I have a technology company, Steel Consulting, that uh, specializes in building web uh, systems and mobile applications and database heavy. Uh, high performance systems. We work for Fortune 500 level companies, and those. Uh, so the opportunities were there with with great uh, experience in the education space, with great technology. We were like, you know what? Let's bring this together and and just have a have a have a super fun time. So, uh, Pat, I'll I'll let you explain how you came into it, uh, but um, but man, I just fell in love with with the opportunity and the vision and said, hey, yeah, I'll work with these guys. This is going to be a blast. <laughs> so you knew you knew Kay and Tommy knew Kay. Well, actually, right? you know, Pat, Pat knew Kay first. Okay. So we came in with, okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll let, <laughs> Pat, okay. why don't you explain how that worked? Yeah. I, I met Kay through <laughs> Pat, so, and, and. Okay. Okay. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah. He brought me in. He said, you need to meet this lady. And I don't even think he prepped me. He just said, come meet this lady. You're going to love her. And I'm like, okay, well, I trust you, man. Let's come, let's come talk. So. <laughs> okay. So Pat, how did you meet Kay? Yeah. Greg did a great job explaining how it all got started. Um, Kay, Kay was a superintendent in Dell city and it's a very small rural community and again, like Greg said, she just, she has a heart for the, for the underdog. And so she, she was out there and did, won all kinds of awards, did all kinds of great things, but we were the external independent auditors for the school district. And so we'd known Kay for forever, um, 35, 40 years, I guess. And when she retired, she started a company called Quality Learning. And we had gone uh, to meet with her in Houston and her existing partner, and it just wasn't quite working out. 
Um, they just couldn't really get things going. And when we came back, there was just this kind of a thought, I wonder, you know, I wonder if Greg could help with this. I wonder if we could do something. And then, you know, kind of just blew that off and said, that that's a dumb idea. That's not what I, you know, don't call Greg. And I was, <laughs> I was walking through the parking lot. I really felt like God said, that's exactly what I want you to do. Call Greg. And, and so it was one of those things where you wrestle and you go, no, he's busy. We shouldn't get involved in all of this. We're not going to do this. I said, no, that's exactly what I want you to do. So, okay, out of obedience and a leap of faith. And it really was. I just told Greg, hey, you need to meet this lady. And when we did, I think the first meeting lasted about four hours. And it just, <laughs> yeah. it just went from there. And one of those it, yeah, yeah yeah it was crazy and then i'll just really quickly you know tommy wasn't there early on and we struggled for many mm -hmm. years and then greg you know a few years later i think it was a few years he says i got this guy tommy you really you need to meet him i really think tommy's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the one that's gonna help us i said okay well let's meet and and so then when tommy came into the fold everything just kind of took off from there and and just real quick because there'll be a whole lot more but but tommy and Kay were oil and water or vinegar and oil or whatever you want for, for, sure yeah you wanna, got it we made a great jelly yeah, dressing sure. yeah absolutely <laughs> and so i think that the, the very first few years my biggest role was just to mediate between Kay and and tommy and and you know it just it just went from there though and but that's how we got started, and that's how we knew Kay. And and really, uh, responsive learning is is Kay's vision, and it and it, it uh, and we've been really blessed to be able to just run with it. Yeah, and it's so cool that still, you know, fifteen years later, we're we're still doing that. Right. Like that's just awesome. Yeah. So, Tommy, what were you doing before responsive learning? Like, why was it that Greg? Like, what were you doing that made Greg think? Hey, Tommy would be good here. <laughs> well, Greg and I met, uh, you know, right around the time I met my wife and, or my, you know, at the time she was just this beautiful gal that I wanted to get, that I wanted to be my wife. And uh, so we were going to the same church and we had some interactions. We ended up uh, just, you know, getting married and all those things. We bumped into each other just on a, on a, I guess it was a God thing. We were we were sitting in the same row of a church that we were both visiting in Dallas when we had both moved to Dallas. We didn't even know where each other's were and we were in Dallas. And then, so we, we ended up doing a bunch of things together there for the church and we had a really fun time together and that built a relationship. I moved to um, Portland, Oregon to run a company up there and uh, did, did, did that, started a company. We did just a bunch of stuff up there. I was there for about seven years. And um, I was on my way down. I was, um, uh, we were in Moab, Utah, driving this big giant U-Haul, moving my family down mm -hmm. from Portland when I got a call from Greg. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm moving back. <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> he said, perfect. Yeah, he said, hey, come meet with us. And I was like, okay, you know, so uh, pretty much, uh, you know showed up to the meeting and met Greg. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, met Pat. I'd never known Pat uh, and I didn't know Kay at all. And so they introduced me to, he introduced me to them and um, was totally impressed by their vision. Uh, Kay was, you know, and is just a, she's a, she's an amazing woman that has amazing vision. She's always thinking way ahead of her, of the time. So, um, you know, the, the opportunity was for me to, uh, work and kind of make something happen. And these guys were going to provide a lot of help. You know, the tech IT side was going to be done. You know, there's the business back end was going to be handled by Pat and Kay was vision and was going to help me just kind of get into education. And, and I was just going to try to make it happen. So that's how we, we started. It was a long time ago and it was really, well, it, it doesn't really actually seem that long ago, but uh, has been, a really amazing thing and one of one of the things that just uh um is so uh great to see that uh, every time we we take another step forward in what we are doing uh we just you know we 
connect with Kay, let her know what's happening. And, you know, it's just mind blowing that we're, we're, we're still moving forward. We still haven't accomplished what she, her vision is, but we're getting, you know, we're moving forward every, every year. We're in a different place. So. Yeah. So tell me more about the oil and water, oil and vinegar <laughs> more. I, I'm really interested what that was like as you guys, you know, started a business and started working together, how you moved through that. Like what, what was that process like? Well, um, I guess the oil and water, our oil and water, oil and water, probably vinegar and oil. I like to do that because it's more of a salad. You can put some spices in it and it makes something amazing. Uh, but, but, um, I would say that, that, uh, you know, Kay, she was so passionate about helping teachers reach kids. You know, the most influential person in a teacher in a student's life is going to be a teacher. And I, I bet we can all think of our lives and besides our parents, you know, I can yeah. think of several teachers who made a big difference in my life that, helped me to formulate the way I think and feel and how, you know, what success is and how to be humble. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are tied to what a teacher can, can do for a, a child. And especially, you know, with, with parents working and single families and things like that, you know, teachers are, are so important. And so Kay was very passionate about how, how do we help teachers, um, um, you know, just ba basically know their why and accomplish that, like just get in there mm. and be passionate about serving kids and meeting them where they're at and okay. helping them. So, um, okay. so she had a lot of ideas of like what teachers need and they were right. Mm. You know, um, I yeah. think the biggest challenge was, uh, you know, when you start a business and you're, you're selling and you're marketing, a lot of times you, you, uh, um, when, you know, you start off with, where are you and how can I help you, right? Was kind of the, the starting point that I was trying to kind of move on. And she was like, no, but we need to, we need to, here's more, we need to be doing more. And so it was kind of a little bit of a battle there, but. Um, Would you, know, you say she that, probably always had kind of 10 more ideas than we had capacity oh, to do. So it yeah, was like, hey yeah. guys, this is really oh, important. Okay, we yes. got to do this. Yeah. It's like, but Kay, if yeah. we do that, we're going to, we won't ever finish anything. Yeah. We have to finish. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this one yeah, thing right. done and then let's get to this next thing done. And, uh, but yeah. she was always thinking, you know, t uh, you know, three years ahead and everything she was thinking was right. Teachers did need that. Teachers did yeah. need that. But we need, but we also were like, guys, we have to finish something or we're not helping the teachers at all. And, and again, you know, her passion, she would, you know, she would call us regularly just saying, uh, Hey, let's, let's do this other thing. Let's yeah. do this new thing. Yeah. And, and she was, uh, you know, powerful that way because, you know, looking back, all, a lot of those things that she talked mm -hmm. about, we're now doing a lot of those mm -hmm. things and they're making yeah. a difference. And so mm -hmm. we're, you know, yeah. that, that, was, that was the early years, but Pat would, uh, you know, Pat would get in the middle and just kind of uh, talk. He would, he would translate language to me and then get, Greg would get in there and, and, you know, encourage me, but also say, Hey, let's slow this down and kind of bring some order. And, and, um, <laughs> And so, uh, so, you know, it, you know, but just like every business, I mean, if you're starting out, uh, a lot of times they're just a lot of, you know, you, uh, you start out, um, with some struggle and you learn how to work your way through it. You know, there mm -hmm. were some things that we did, even some conceptually, some of the things that we started off with was, um, with responsive learning, we, um, we, we knew we wanted to build uh, professional development for teachers. And so then at the very beginning, we, we actually brought people on to be those content experts, right. To build content for us. Mm -hmm. But, um, and they were empl like employees of ours kind of. Um, uh -huh. but then as I went out, you know, as we developed our first product with, um, it was the, the, the previous, uh, teacher, um, appraisal system orientation. We worked with TEA on some of that. And, um, and as I went out to start selling, I would ask the, the uh, districts uh, and our customers, you know, share with me your PD plan. Like, what are you going to do this year, your schedule? 
So they would share it with me. And then I saw that, mm-hmm. all, you know, 12 of them had the same, pretty much the same schedule, the same content and the same trainings that they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So then I asked them, well, how are you getting, how are you developing this training? And they were reading the mm-hmm. same books, talking to the same people, going to the same conferences. So we started to see that, that there's a lot of work being done, great work being done at school districts. Um, but it's very like kind of uh, the the wheel is being reinvented over and over and over again, and so okay. we we kind of thought, well, why are we going to do the same thing? Why are we going to bring yeah. people on board to do that? Why don't we just go to those authors and those experts that everybody's paying attention to, and why don't we build their content? And then this so that the school districts don't have to do that work, and they can move right. on to the next best thing that's on their list of things. So that really became the launch pad for what we are today. That was kind of like okay. the foundation. So it's, it's, it really started to formulate in our minds, let's, let's build alliances and partnerships with content people, okay. with organizations and associations to better serve teachers. And um, yeah. let's just ask the question, what is needed right now? Like, and, and we, we got in the middle. We basically try to get in the middle of, of all of that so that we can connect experts with teachers. So what's beautiful about it is that we build content and that teacher that, that Kay knew in Dell city, little Dell city, (laughs) she would, that teacher would never get to go to a conference to visit with an amazing content partner. Well, now we can bring that content partner to that teacher. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the starting point of where things really started to take off in our vision. Okay. And remind me when, when did RL actually get started? Like what, what year did, did you guys kind of launch things? Well, <laughs> there, there were, there were uh, uh, I would, I would, I think, I guess Pat could probably answer that better. I mean, I have, I'm sure my dates are off. Yeah, I, I probably need to look, but I think it was 2005, 2006 around then. And Tommy, Tommy said something that was, was really big where he said, you know, how can we help you? That was one of the things with Kay. Um, one of her favorite things to, to say would be because she was an educator, she always dealt with big companies, salespeople. And she would say, don't come in here peddling what you got, come in here and ask me how you can help. And then maybe I can look at what you got. And so I think that's really been a big thing, even today with Tommy having user groups, you know, it's not, okay, we're going to show you what we're doing for you. And we're going to show you how we can help. Tommy always starts with, how can we help? What do you all need? Right. You know, which is so much of what's the pain point, you know, and anyway, it's really driven so much of what we've done just by asking, how can we help? And, you know, without adding more to your plate, how can we take things off your plate? And a lot of that just came from Kay because in, in the early days, she used to say uh, responsive learning was, was built for educators by educators. And that was a big mm-hmm. thing with her. She wanted people to know that mm-hmm. I get it. I've been there and, and we're yeah. here to just add value to you. And, and yeah. how can we help? Yeah. Well, and that's something I've noticed that I appreciate so much is how much of our sales staff and the people that do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff have been in education. It's right. not just mm-hmm. some business people or some salespeople that have no idea what's ever gone on in education, but we have folks that have been teachers, that have been principals, that have been coordinators, that have done all of these different roles right. helping direct us. And I think that's something that's really missing in a lot of the ed tech companies. Um, and I really appreciate that. Right. I don't know how the name responsive learning came to be. Like what why were those words chosen for this company? Well, do you remember, Greg? Yeah, I <laughs> I know that we were saying we, you know, we didn't want things. We we learn. We know that learning doesn't happen in a one-way funnel. You don't just pipe mm-hmm. your grand knowledge into somebody. It needs to be responsive, mm-hmm. reactive, interactive, and we liked yeah. the idea of connecting teachers so like even in our um in our very first early courses we still uh wanted to have this interactive 
peer connection. So, hey, let's take this course together. Let's make it like a book club. Let's make it like a like a like a uh, a town uh, meeting where you get together and you you practice and you try things together and then you report back yeah. to each other and say, hey, you know what? This worked really well. Hey, check out my uh, adjustments to my uh, to my curriculum. Look what we did with this lesson based on what we were learning together. Um, this was really fun. Here's some of the feedback. Here's some of the, 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 the assignments that some of our kids did based on that lesson. And there was so much more engagement and you kind of build that energy with each other because no matter how technical our world becomes, we're humans. We're people. We smile when we see someone else smile. We get excited when someone else is excited. And that group, uh, that group, that humanity has to always be there. No matter how uh, cool the technology is, it's about people. It's about one-on-one -on -one with each other. It's a, it, it's a little village of, 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 of educators moving together uh, to really make a difference. And that's, so, so we, we, we never want to lose track of that. So that, so responsive learning is the idea is, Hey, we're learning, we're responding, we're changing, we're iterating, uh, really making, uh, making it better and never staying in the same place, always, always growing forward. So that's, I think that was kind of the spirit of what, what our goal was. Uh, last thing Kay ever wanted to do, and we, we so we started building this in early, early on, was uh, never just put a talking head up and uh, just spout information. It had to be constantly responding back and working together on, on what we're learning. So engaging, yeah. And what, one other thing, Beth, just, just quick, it's, it's funny because, um, that, that's, that's how we, we lived up to the name responsive learning. And I think that was the idea the spirit of it, but it was another partner of Greg's Phil Apple, um, that we had tried to bring on early on and, and he loved the idea. And he just said, I think this is going to be a lot of work. And anyway, <laughs> Phil said, and he was right. Phil said, yeah. And he, and he said, you know, I think, I think I'll, I'll bow out of, you know, being a partner with you, but let me help. And so he really came up with the name. Oh, wow. Phil oh. came up with responsive learning and we, we all said, oh, this is good. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of lived up to, you know, the name. Yeah. So it was really one of those things that, that was, um, you know, yeah. Anyway, it, it is a it is a fun story. Yeah, and you know, living up to the name, it it uh, um, it seems hard. You know, it, it the yeah. because you you have to. It basically requires us to slow down, right? To hold back, and, because like you said, you know, we have a lot of people on our team who are educators, and and so we we already start off with a, a fairly good idea. Um, but sometimes we don't, you know, and sometimes the idea that we come up with is just not, it might be enough off that, um, that it won't be helpful. And so, yeah. uh, you know, when we started doing things like user group dinners with our customers, where um, in those meetings, we, we treat them really great. And we, we ask them, like, we might show them some marketing messages to ask them to, you know, give us a feedback on whether it, it, you know, what, what it said to them. And if it was, you know, they were, um, you know, effective, um, it might be uh, a time where we're just brainstorming new solutions or new ideas, or it might be that we have a product and sometimes out of one of those brainstorms, we'll come up with an idea or product. Then the next time we meet with them, we said, okay, this is, we took your ideas. This is what we're developing. Sorry, there's a train going by. Um, you know, this is what we're developing and can, um, uh, what do you guys think? And they poke holes and they tell us what works. And then we just keep going through that process. Some of our products have taken a year or two years to work with them to build these things out, um, to make them really what, what, um, what is most effective and helpful to, to educators, uh, whether they're teachers or the administrators. But slowing down um, is hard for a business that want, wants to grow uh, and wants to make yeah. an impact, right? Uh, but what we have found is that we have made such good friends 
we have it has been such a valuable experience in slowing down and and just having these great conversations and and uh, connecting with people uh, and really also getting to know what really makes them tick and what gets in the way of them accomplishing what they're what they're set out to accomplish. So um, it's yeah. it's hard in a way. Uh, even today, I mean, even even the, probably in the last couple of months, we've had to say, okay, wait a minute, that's a great idea, but let's take it to our customers. Let's find out what they're thinking, you know. And mm, yeah. uh, we have to always be very purposeful about that. It doesn't doesn't necessarily come very naturally to a, to us and to a lot of people. But I think it's getting it's more part of our sure. DNA and it's easier for us now. So whenever somebody yeah. says that, it's like, yes, that's what we need to do, rather than ah, oh, but we need to get this to market, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, listening. Listening is just such a key <laughs> to to everything. You know, it's so easy to to talk, but it's it's harder to listen, and that's so critical in um, even in the fa you know in a in a fast paced business world. Uh, even more, it's even more critical to stop and listen and slow down and and whether that's listen. I, I was thinking about, you know, how critical it's been for us to have our help desk leaders uh, on the leadership staff uh, so that they can provide what was happening yesterday or today. How do we make it, how do we make lives better when it really comes down to it? We want to make lives better through the technology that responsive learning is offering, through the connections, through the bringing of uh, specialists and folks that are really studying each area of of education. How do we <coughs> how do we do things the best way possible? But um, but really having that interactive um, responsive type of uh, approach. So every time we every time somebody's having a harder time doing something or learning something or scheduling something using uh, the system to coordinate hundreds of teachers. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're working with campuses in across your city, across multiple cities, and you're trying to coordinate all these individuals who have, com you know, competing priorities and complex schedules, and you're trying to get all of them yeah. to take certain uh, CPE credits or get certain certifications that are required or whatever it might be. You're trying mm -hmm. to uh, get everybody together so that they can be that community and learn from each other, but they have different schedules. Yeah. Those are challenging. It's like herding cats for sure. So, so those, yeah, those, yeah. those court, you know, the, the curriculum coordinators, the, the PD coordinators, they, they have a challenging job. So listening to them and helping them, uh, you know, it's not just about delivering a great course. It's also the infrastructure, the railway, yeah. so that you can have thousands yeah. of teachers coordinated and it all, you know, and they can all come together, even though they're taking courses at yeah. different times. Because, heck, you know, even if you have a bunch of teachers coming into a, you know, the old school way of doing PD where you have a big gymnasium and you have everybody in there, uh, not everybody's really in there. Uh, you've got folks doing the crosswords in the back. You've got grading papers going on. Someone else is thinking about their, you know, what they, you know, their their sick ch sick child at home. Uh, so mm -hmm. making a place where everybody can really come together and focus on a uh, an idea, a concept, a way of growth, a new way of teaching, or a better uh, a, a, an incremental improvement to a teaching strategy. Those yeah. types of things are are huge, and um, so that's 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 kind of some of the things that we've learned along the way. Is that uh, just having the great concept for a course or whatever it might be? is mm -hmm. just one step. We also need to have all the infrastructure in place for thousands of teachers to come together yeah. and have that in, in, and, and the coordination of that. So, yeah. What has that process been like, the, the reevaluation process? Like that sounds horribly uncomfortable <laughs> and difficult to kind of pivot. And that's, I, you know, consistently it's like hey if we need to pivot we can or if we try something like that's such a mm -hmm. part of how responsive learning operates is taking a step and if it doesn't work like hey let's take a different step in a different direction how have you guys kind of become comfortable with that 
pivoting, shifting, reevaluation process? I would, or are you I comfortable would, yeah, with right. it? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say, I would say that we're probably yeah, getting no. more comfortable with it for sure. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. honestly, just even coming into the company from the very beginning, you know, Greg Patton and Kay were very much like that giving, you know, like for instance, they gave me the reins to just go and, and build. Um, mm. And, uh, and it has not been a, you know, just a, a flat road that's wide and no potholes. Yeah, um, right. In fact, the first it's part- It's never of fun to hear the years. feedback that isn't happy. Like, oh, this is great. We love this. <laughs> it's right. never fun to hear that feedback, but you know what? It's the best feedback. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've experienced so many, uh, uh, you know, very, very significant changes in when we got feedback from our customers or sometimes it's, it might be feedback from a customer, but sometimes it's just like, man, how do I feel about what, how is this company doing? And is it allowing, you know, uh, me to be like for me, for instance, me to be me and for Greg to be Greg and for all of our employees to be them. Right. And so um, like one example would be uh, when we first started out, you know, we were building courses and I was out selling and, and uh, um, yeah. we were kind of building a company and adding some employees. And uh, at one point I was at a conference and um, it, I was uh, exhibiting. And, you know, if you've ever exhibited, it's, it can be grueling, you know, unless you're doing yeah. something fun. Right. But it was grueling. Yeah. And mm. it's like trying to fish when the fish aren't biting, you know, a lot of times. Um, sure. And so people yeah. are passing by and you're trying to get their attention and just everyone is just hard. Um, and it, and if I can just kind of paint a picture of what it was like, it wasn't like this, but it just, in my mind, it was like the whole exhibit hall was, was dark. Okay. And everybody was just like, you know, like there was gnashing of teeth or just kind of like fighting for customers <laughs> and stuff like that. There was one booth. It was like, the clouds had opened and the rays of God's light were on that booth and they were having a party <laughs> yeah. over there. Right. And, and I, I'm not going to tell you what they did, but it, it was probably one of the most boring things I could possibly think of, but they were having a great time. <laughs> like their service, yeah. it was like, uh, you know, their service, it was like, on like, like auditing, you know, it was like, come on, okay. how can you be excited sure. hey. about that? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Yeah. But, totally agree. Completely agree. It was like accounting. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, but the they were having a they were having a fun time over there, and so yeah. at one of the breaks, I walked over there and I and I asked. I wanted to talk to the owner, and I asked him for five minutes of his time, and he sat with me and I, I said, what are you guys doing over there? I mean, you guys are, are having fun and everybody's excited. And he, he, he just said, look, he said, I read two books and, or, or well, there was one for sure. It was one book. And I, I think I have it here somewhere, but anyway, it was one book he read. And then he took time and he changed his whole company over to this thinking, this, this kind of uh, approach. And so I got the book, I read it and studied it for like three, it was about, six months of time where I was working with Greg and just kind of formulating this whole idea. And, uh, and then we came in and we, we kind of changed the company around this concept that worked with us. I mean, it was like, that is who we are. Let's just do that. And yeah. We'll have fun doing it. Right. And so the idea was that building, uh, uh, not focused on building customers, but building evangelists. Okay. So the idea was let's, Let's provide a service to our customers that's so great that they freely talk about us, right? But then what was important was that we then started to apply that with each other. So the, the, the IT team does that with all the other teams. They, they say, okay, you guys are our customers. How can we help you? And we're going to blow your minds with service. So the, the marketing team does that with the sales team, right? We ask them in we ask for their help and then we say, we're going to blow your minds with service internally. And by doing that, we do it externally as well. You know, so that was, that was kind of like this trans, a big pivot that we made up. It was probably the, one of the most significant pivots. The other I want to okay. mention is we had a, a customer and, and I hope to get her on this podcast soon. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, uh, should I mention her name? 
I guess I can. Sure. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Van Gammert. Lisa Van Gammert is, she's amazing. And the first time I met her, I thought, man, that, that she's just an amazing person, amazing trainer, so smart. And so we started working with her and this was way back, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And the first thing we built for her, she did not like it at all. I mean, (laughs) she had, oh, she was so, she was uh, you know, she just didn't like it. What our approach was, we're going to take your content and then we're going to make it into a, something amazing. Right. And, yeah. and I, we didn't even think, didn't even occur to me that she took the time to build something amazing. Just leave it alone, but just take her stuff and make it to a nice course. So we, anyway, we, we messed around with her design and all this stuff. And she just, and she let me know right off the bat, Hey, this, you know, anyway, and it took us a little bit of time. I mean, it was a, probably a few years of seeing her at conferences and saying, hey, let's talk and yeah. just manning up and just saying, I'm sorry, and, and just trying to, to talk to her. Um, and then finally, uh, we had changed our approach and uh, I met with her and she gave us another shot. And what we did, she loved, you know, and so she, her listening to her feedback and taking it to heart we really, we, we completely changed the way we build online courses with our, con- our customers' yeah. content. And that yeah. had made it, has made it so that we can create content faster, get it to market faster. We can, we can provide a greater service to our content partners and help our teachers faster because it's, the content is getting from their minds into their hands quicker. So yeah. Those are some big ones. Those are some really big ones. That's so, so Lisa came to you, you provided her something and she took that and said, I don't like it. And then didn't talk to you guys for a while. (laughs) Like it's like, you didn't keep going. Like she kind of just said, Hey, no more. Is that what happened? Yes. I mean, sort of. Okay. She she said, (laughs) she was like, man, I, she was like, you know, borderline. She's just such a big part of responsive learning now. Like this is so fascinating to hear this story about Lisa. Cause she's just, I mean, everyone at RL just loves her and she's amazing and she's so well known. I have, and I haven't heard this story before. It was brutal. Uh, (laughs) You know, the first thing is, is, you know, when you get feedback like that, there's Mm -hmm. a big part of you that or part of me that I was like, wait a minute how can you not yeah. like what we did? We right. did it and we, we gave us, we gave it our all and we were just yeah. so excited. And, and to hear that the, that our model was broken, um, you know, it, you know, you have, it wasn't that she walked away from us. It was, it, you know, a part of it was like, man, I'm not, I don't want to work with you guys anymore unless you change something. Right. So that, there's a part of that that's true. Um, totally. but there's yeah. another part that where I'm just licking my wounds and just trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, so there's, there was a time where we weren't like constantly talking. Um, yeah. and it took time for us to rebuild our ideas of how yeah. we were going to do things. And we, we started building some courses using it, using that new model. And that's when, yeah. you know, just having that conversation with her, you know, it was just kind of like, Hey, you know, trust, you know, just, just give us one more shot. We heard you loud and clear. Yeah. This is what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Yeah. And uh, she gave us another shot and it didn't take long for her to just start building a lot of courses with us. And, and she's now, yeah. she's now yeah. easily one of our most successful content partners. Yeah. So Beth, what, what really happens, it's the way Tommy runs everything. He makes everybody mad at him. <laughs> they leave. <laughs> And then he wins them back, and then they're fans for life. And it started out with his wife, Tammy, and then <laughs> then it was Kay, then it was Lisa Van Gimmert. And so that's what it what it does. It's just how he does yeah. things. He's amazing. <laughs> I think that's, you know, I mean, we, we jest and we laugh, but repairing mm. from conflict is an essential part of running a successful business, but maintaining successful relationships. Yeah, right. mm. And so it's so fascinating to hear that like, yep, you know, mm. everyone is going to make people mad. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is going to have conflict, yeah. 
but it's the people that can repair from that and move forward and move through that that build successful yeah. relationships and businesses. Yeah, and it's so true. That listening component that all of you have talked about how important listening is mm-hmm. and that responsiveness. Like it is mm-hmm. such as you know, I haven't been here very long. I haven't, but you know, knowing you guys for years, that's a part of your life Mm -hmm. and how, you know, that kind of works into the ethos of the company is just so interesting to hear the history of that. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. You, you know, if, if, if the things that we were dealing with, if nobody was passionate about it, if there wasn't a lot of energy, then you could probably get along just fine. But these are things that make a huge difference in a teacher's life. This is a huge, in the day to day, uh, these are things that make a huge difference ultimately to a student and everybody's so passionate. Nobody's doing this because the, you know, the paycheck is so huge. You don't become a teacher. You don't become right. a education right. uh, yeah. uh, specialist, someone who studies this because you're just like, hey, this is the best way to make money. No, people are doing this because right. they love kids. They yeah. love teachers. They want to make a difference. Yeah. That it, 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 It's imparting to our future some of our very best. And that kind of passion, when you hit the hard times when you hit bumps when you hit technical challenges or whatever it might be um yeah you're gonna get ah you know what's going on here you know how you know how dare you suggest doing this slightly differently than my than the way that i've put all this energy into so it's there's a lot of you know um passion around these things and when you look back you're like okay well maybe those were closer than we thought at the time but everybody's really passionate we don't hire people who aren't passionate i mean everybody's got a high level of energy and and excitement and all of our uh content partners they are just so excited and they they would do it for free they would do this uh you know as and they do they work 60 hour weeks they they really put their heart and soul into these things so yeah, conflict rev- resolution and learning kindness, ways to forgive, ways to um, to just love people in the midst of lots of passion and energy and that type of thing. It really is a core part. Um, and even just, you know, it, it's also related to the idea of uh, not throwing people under the bus, not throw, not pointing fingers, making it a safe place uh just owning up you know what if this is 20 percent our fault 10 percent our fault 90 percent your fault in our perception it's always our perception right it's like well let's do the right thing if we've got any ownership in it at all even if there's a perception of ownership of a mistake you know what let's own up and let's do the right thing let's be let's go above and beyond to fix this to repair this to do what and whether that takes you know whether that's a financial risk or a loss or a more time on our side or we put more energy in or we work over a weekend whatever it is that's really a core part of the way we do business because i mean it's just crazy how simple it is but doing the right thing is a great business practice and then it also is a great education practice it's just a great way of relationship in uh, in all things that we do. So. I would say that that also spills over to another thing that's really key mm-hmm. for us, and it's true even in the okay. way that we, uh, some of the products that we build is that, um, sure. you know, in our company, uh, you know, we have a culture where we want, uh, you know, people have permission to make decisions and fail. Right. Uh, sure. Having yes. permission and having yeah. the, I, I, I say permission, but let's, let's use that word for now. Um, <laughs> yeah. That it's like the permission or the, the, Hey, it's okay to fail. Try, try something, yeah. right. Um, yeah. Make a decision and try something. Um, and, you know, we didn't get here having made no mistakes. I mean, we've made some, we've sure. made some big financial mistakes. We've made some big uh, how we yeah. do things. I just mentioned a couple that, you know, we talked about, we've made some mistakes, sure. you know, and um, how can I expect employees to not make mistakes? And as soon as you make, yeah. as soon as there's an expectation to not make a mistake, they, you, you yeah. then lock them down, right? They're not going to make a decision. Yeah. So now all decisions come right. to you, which I, you know, I become yeah. a bottom. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah. so, uh, and that's assuming that I'm really perfect at, at making decisions, right? And I'm not. Right, right. So we're just, yeah, likely, you know, sure. we're more likely to get to a great, um, 
decision and product or whatever we're doing, mm -hmm. if somebody yeah. else makes that decision and we're just like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's just go, you know, then, yeah. then to all decisions come through me. And that's also something yeah. that we do with, we want with, uh, you know, we try to bring to education as well is that, um, mm -hmm. you know, teachers, uh, a strategy is not going to mm -hmm. work a hundred percent of the time. You know, there's right. changes in a, the of demographics course. of a classroom that can make a yeah. big difference, you know? And so, yeah. um, so the idea behind a lot of our training is that teachers get to try, try a strategy, talk sure. about it, um, maybe even say this didn't work and this is maybe why, yeah. or, or this did work or it didn't work at first. And this is what I did to it so mm -hmm. that it, it worked. And okay. sharing the, yeah. all that information is really important for, for growth. And if a teacher, yeah. if a teacher feels like, Hey, I can, I can only, um, I can't make decisions here you know, I can't try things, then you kind of lock yeah. them down also. So we, we try to take that yeah. approach and just say, Hey, let's just allow things to be tried. And, mm. uh, yeah. you know, for there to be collaboration, like in PLCs and other ways to, to kind of talk yeah. about how to, how to move forward and take, take what was tried and learned to mm -hmm. improve. Yeah. So tell me, do we, do we, I don't know. I, I haven't been a part of the design team in a decade. Are we building some of that into the actual courses, a way for teachers to meet with their PLCs or to meet, like how, how are, how are we making that possible for teachers? So we have our, we have um, several different um, products that we offer. One of them is the online courses, mm -hmm. right? Um, sure. The, the online yep. courses allow people to take, uh, you know, a, a, an administrator to, uh, yeah. to provide a give teachers a large library of vetted mm -hmm. content, organized yes. and categorized, so it's easy to mm -hmm. find. And and we, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because I mean, if you think about a principal who's in who's mm -hmm. the instructional leader of a campus. And their job yep. is to develop and nurture their teachers so that students yeah. get, uh, uh, um, you know, a high level of education, right? So mm -hmm. imagine having 30, 50 employees. Some of them are brand new, first year teaching. Some of them have been teaching for 25 mm -hmm. years. Some of them mm -hmm. are um, working with uh, special ed and some of them are working with mm -hmm. uh, in gen ed. And they're, so you're talking about a yep. wide um, yeah. wide, unique experiences and needs. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. about this. Teachers come from different universities and they learn yep. certain things. Some of them were heavy on Absolutely. some things and heavy on other things. So yep. they come to school or they come to their, their work having, uh, mm -hmm. different experiences and how, so how mm -hmm. is the, the principle to provide unique targeted yeah. differentiated right. Uh, support and training to each teacher. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. a, that's off that by itself, just providing PD in a, that way mm -hmm. is a full-time job and they don't, they have yeah. other jobs. They have other <laughs> roles, right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so with our library, what it allows them to do is to provide that differentiated um, instru our, uh, development and, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, professional learning for the teachers. So it, ma it sure. makes it easier for them to do that. But then inside of our courses, teachers can do uh, mm -hmm. reflective questions and different activities. They contribute thoughts. Mm -hmm. Whenever they do that, okay. right after that, they can see what others have, have said about that, whatever that is, right? Okay. So that's one way. Yeah. And it's not, okay. it's not a, a, a gr uh, it is a good way. It's not a great way to have mm -hmm. interaction. So we developed another sure. product called uh, PD to Practice. And yeah, PD to yeah. practice was based on some research that came out that um, showed that professional development is uh, about 30% effective, which means uh, yeah. of the millions of dollars in a district that are spent right. on training, only 30% of yeah. it makes a difference in the classroom. And um, yeah. uh, so we worked with administrators through those user groups for mm -hmm. two years mm -hmm. to develop mm -hmm. how can we help that? How can we make PD mm -hmm. more effective? Because that research yeah. is true for even our our training. It's not just yeah. you know traditional face-to-face yeah. right. -face training. It's all training is right. about 30% effective, yes. which means 
Yeah. We all, I mean, we've all experienced this where we go to some training and then it's great course, stuff. We've yeah. taken great notes and then it goes on a shelf. Yeah. We never pull it down yep. for a lot of different reasons. Oh, yeah. So how do we mm-hmm. help them to learn and mm-hmm. uh, apply and try yeah. and then yeah. have a reflective process and, an, and a collaborative mm-hmm. process so that they mm-hmm. learn from each other and keep doing that? So uh, a lot of districts mm-hmm. and a lot of campuses have PLCs already built into their plan, and this is a system that helps them to do all of that. Yeah. So they it, it is a it is designed to to make a PLC uh, mm-hmm. much better. It's a system. And then all of that information goes to the administrator so they can see what the teachers are using, learning, sure. applying in the yeah. classroom, and how is it working and yeah. what outcomes they're, they're experiencing with their students. That's yeah. amazing. So that, that took a long yeah. time. That was a big process where we were working sure, with, our, of course. with our customers on developing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And and when, when people use it, there's a, there's a significant, like a three, it's like a, you know, the, the effectiveness is more like in the 70, uh-huh. 78% range. Of really? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's a big difference. Man. That's cool. I love that. I, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, we've talked so much about what responsive learning is really good at, what our strengths are, what are some things that you would like to see responsive learning grow in over the next year, three years, five years? What would you like to see us change or move into or adapt to? Well, one of, so we have spent almost all of our time uh, building mm-hmm. courses for teachers. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we're still, you know, our library, ha- we have you know, about 400 courses in there and it covers a lot of different mm-hmm. areas, mostly in the area mm-hmm. of like, um, uh, like um, gifted education and SPED and sure. a lot of, a yeah. lot of um, uh, instructional strategies, things like that. Uh, what, yeah. One of the things that we're um, working on right now is developing a library mm-hmm. of training for, um, for campus administrators and, and helping them um, with, and 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 we're we're initially focusing on those brand new, you know, uh, administrators, aspiring principals, um, and also the maybe the principal who's struggling a little bit. And so yeah. we're, we're wanting to build a library to help them, um, mm. you know, and, and support their work as well. Because you know it's important. Yeah. It's really important. If 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 the teacher is the most influential in a student's yeah. life, the principal yeah. is the most you know, influential in a teacher's life. So we, if we can do that, then we'll be, we'll be doing really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been parts of campuses that have horrible administration. That's not supportive. That's maybe not present. That isn't, brings no energy or no life to the school and they just bleed teachers. And then I, you know, now my kids are at a campus that is phenomenal. The principal is amazing. And everyone just kind of like what you were saying, all of the teachers are just these raving enthusiasts all of the time and evangelists for how great the school (laughs) is because of our principal. Like that's really what the difference that is made there is because she's just a phenomenal leader. Um, So that's so exciting to, to give, especially leaders that don't have support or that are in rural districts or that don't have maybe giant service centers supporting them and training them. That's really exciting. Yeah. And why does somebody, uh, somebody excel and someone else doesn't excel? I mean, that's the, you know, the, 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 the mm. hundred year question, right? The two, you know, the decade, the, the yeah. century old question of, yeah. you know, how, how do you really help somebody? Well, you know, for the, for the for probably everybody who excels there's a support mm-hmm. group there's inspiration there's yeah, ex, you know exciting right. uh somebody excited them someone took time with them and so yeah. if there's ways for us to build that community if there's ways for us to build yeah. a support group for us to help uh people yeah. be inspired in whatever their role is mm-hmm. uh there becomes mm-hmm. this 
uh, this moment when it becomes this positive momentum. Mm. And then once you've got that momentum, then everybody can join Mm. folks that are kind of on the fence. Like, am I going to be an influencer? Am I going to be a detractor? Uh, they become influencers. They become part of the positive momentum. And that moment can happen from all types of things. Mm. So if we have better tools that aren't Mm. frustrating, we have technology yeah. that mm-hmm. helps if we have inspiration we have a yeah. little bit more time to be collaborative with other people who are positive yeah. maybe get, bringing good right. ideas that we uh, you know can be inspired by uh, those those yeah. all those little things move us to that tipping point mm-hmm. where you've got that positive momentum mm-hmm. and then everybody's like yeah let's get on the yeah. let's get on the bandwagon for positivity for optimism for moving forward and that's you know if we can be a part of that in any way i mean that's those Mm. are the kinds of things we're always thinking about how can we do that how can we make somebody's day easier better so that they can really focus on what's exciting and fun um so and tommy maybe you could just talk about the the vr thing just really quickly that because that has you know a year two years three years five years it's kind kind of a neat thing that's that's come off through partnership and so Tommy could maybe just speak to that a little bit we're kind of in the the early stages of working on some solutions uh and some training that would be leveraging and using vr uh virtual reality and ar as well and so um uh you know they, that that technology is not going to get smaller it's only going to get more um it's going to be adopted a lot more so we're we're exploring different ways to use vr right now we're we're centered and focusing on things that um you know teachers uh, you know have to go through sometimes it's mostly like compliance stuff for the most part but and and the very starting point right now is um, school safety. So uh, like uh, lockdown and school shooting and and um, you know evacuation things like that. Um, so we're working with a, a partner on on building content VR content. We're we're right now going out to our customers, showing them what it's like and getting their feedback. And they're helping us kind of finalize the development of of the training tools and tutorials and things like that. So we're kind of, we're, we're getting pretty close to launching all of that, but um, we're also, as we're doing that, exploring ways to use it for uh, things like uh, classroom management and moving it kind of up the chain to more pedagogy. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, when, when we got into online professional development, uh, there wasn't a lot going on at the time, and uh, what what was available wasn't very um, user friendly, and so we were kind of ahead of of this you know ahead of the wave. And now that there's a lot more professional development, I think there's a new thing coming up, and I think VR is going to be part of that. We're kind of coming up on our time here. Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like? people to know about who we are at responsive learning. <laughs> oh, we were, you think of anything? We were, we we're talking about the nuts and like the inner workings, the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, hope I hope somebody can watch this and say, wow, that's a, that's a growing, like an organism that has been. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they, get to, sure. they get to know what we're all about and, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I would I would just say that that we're very uh, uh, open to new ideas and things like that. So, yeah. you know, if yeah. you know, anybody reaching out to us through any of our social media channels or, yeah. um, you know, yeah. our website, uh, if you're a content yeah. partner who, you know, we're we're in about 300 school districts in Texas and about another three mm-hmm. or actually it's more like wow. five to six hundred outside of Texas. If you want a marketplace and you want your content out there, just call us. If you're an administrator that wants content and want to talk to us about how maybe we can help you, and we'd love to learn what what we can do to help you. So, um, you know, give us a holler. Okay. 
Anyone else have any closing remarks or things that you'd like folks to know before we leave? Uh, you know, it's all about just having, having conversations. It's, it's have, you know, yeah. be kind, uh, be, uh, you know, look for, look for friends when you don't realize that you have them there. You know, I love that, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they say that, uh, President Lincoln, you know, he actually pulled his opponents into his cabinet because he realized that opposing viewpoints really was going to be the direction that you needed that he needed the country to go. You know, he needed the full idea. We don't want to be in, in in a vacuum. We don't want to yeah. be just in a group full of mm -hmm. yes, <laughs> yes mm -hmm. people. Uh, so really, it's about, you know, having the dialogue. And even when you've got, you know, opposing alternate points of view, use those things, because that's where the best ideas are always going to come from. Uh, don't just find people who agree. Um, be kind to the folks that disagree and really dive into that conversation. That's where we're really going to grow. Thank you guys Thanks, so Jeff. much for doing this. Fun. It's been great to learn and yeah. experiment and try this whole thing out. Um, you guys were so Thank great. you, Beth. Thank, Thank you. So yeah, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for having okay. us. Bye. Bye. There you go. The uh, official history of responsive learning, where we came from, and hopefully where we're going. The production for this and the music that you hear was done by Erwin Solbach. Um, our logo and design work is from Alana Kanoy of Steel Consulting, Greg Steele's tech company that helps make responsive learning possible. Um, all of this, this podcast, these interviews, they're a labor of love from the folks at Responsive Learning, and we really hope you enjoy. Thank you so much.